Hey everyone, it's Mallow, your host of Identico After Dark and the creative director here for Identico. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by Gamers Heaven and their newest location just north of Seattle, Washington. There, in a family-friendly and welcoming environment, you can play tabletop or video games, read manga, or just relax with friends and sample some amazing drinks from their boba tea bar. If you want to learn more, log on to GamersHeavenSeattle.com to see hours and location. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, Fringers. The following podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. What's going on? Yeah. Welcome to tonight's episode of Identico After Dark, a show where we talk about video games, TV, music, movies, and more. My name is Mallow. I am joined, as I am every week, with my co-conspirator, Alex the Humanoid. What's going on, everybody? (gasps) Bro. Bro. Bro, we're talking about Hawkeye, bro. That sounded a lot more like, um, that sounded a lot more like Bakersfield than, uh, Hell's Kitchen. No. Yes. (laughs) Hawk bro. (laughs) Hawk bro. Although I think Hawkeye kind of has that, like he, he's got that Midwestern vibe going for him. Yeah. That's kind of his thing. He's not really a coast dude, you know, kind of like a, an, uh, an Iowa guy. (laughs) That's true. He's, he's, he's pretty farm raised. Yeah, uh, you can tell. It's it's got a little bit of the Zydarian from Angel City Stories. But like, bro, what are you doing here? Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, those that's those tracksuit guys. We're gonna get into that. Ah, the tracksuit mafia. So I've got my eggnog because Merry Christmas. I have everybody. my cocoa. Merry Christmas. Okay. We put we added snow to the background. We're festive. Right. We are. So let's can we start with can we start with the fact that this is a Christmas show? Well, can I kind of well first off, I would just want to shout out to uh, King's Coast Coffee. Oh yeah, and uh, King's Cocoa. Hashtag not a sponsorship, but should sponsor us because they sponsor a lot of streamers. Darkness four two nine. If anybody at Darkness four two nine on uh, Facebook uh, and Twitch, if you would like to tell them to come sponsor our show, because uh, Tim uh, is really good and he runs uh, GCX and many other things, but Cocoa's quite nice, so it's very lovely. Okay, Christmas show. The diehard of the Marvel Universe. Alex, go. I, first off, I'm really happy with the idea that they did this this as a Christmas show. Yep. And I'm not even, I think later I'd like to, to chat about kind of the, the business side of what Disney Plus is doing and why I think they're doing it smart. Um, but branding this as a Christmas show and also putting that kind of that time limit. So starting in the first episode where... I loved the interaction with his kids, the the scene, and we're gonna get into some light spoiler territory. Oh no, okay. this is total spoiler territory. By the way, oh, this is this is total spoiler territory, just like Cowboy Bebop last week. Before we okay. get into it too much, well, I, we've both watched. I think we both made time today to watch episode three, so we are caught yep. up. Yep. I've read everything that I'm gonna read, etc. Now we keep going. So I loved so the initial interaction which was a great setup in my opinion when he's with his kids at the restaurant and he's like, all right, what do you guys want to do 
for Christmas, right? And they start listening to all the stuff, like the Christmas movie marathon and all the other stuff and and the things they want to do. Like, I loved the way they set up the time frame on this. Mm-hmm. And his sense of urgency. Like, he wants to be done with this. Yeah. I actually think I, I actually think Clint Barton has wanted to be done with this like seven movies ago. Um, <laughs> he just has that air about him. Like it's like that line from Clerks. Like I'm not even supposed to be here today. Right. You know the the we're, we're getting some very lethal weapon. I'm getting too old for this <laughs> stuff. Right. Like that's kind of the sense that I get. But I, again, I like it now. This thingy, yeah, he was basically retired when his shit got snapped. And actually, Grandpa Joe brings that up in chat about when the snap happened. Yep. And what I love about not just this show, but a lot of the Marvel shows they've been dealing with, both uh, especially in Falcon and Winter Soldier and in here, which is they're really hammering home that Thanos snapped away half the freaking universe. And when everybody got brought back, that was not clean. Like, it was not a good day for everyone, necessarily, right? Like, yeah, Hawkeye gets his family back, but there's a lot of chaos and crap that comes along with that. Yep. You know, and I love that they're touching on that. I think framing it around Christmas is a great way of framing it. Um, Well, and I I like that it's six days before Christmas in the first episode, and there are six Mm -hmm. episodes. So... By logic, Christmas He's will gonna be the last episode. Well, we think. We'll see. I mean, it's I want a, him to make it home. I know. I, I, I mean, do. that seems that seems to always be the way. So, <laughs> one of the other reasons I love the way they're framing this because they start with his his family and his kids. And if you haven't watched it yet, a lot of this show is framed around his time as Ronan, yes. which was like a very like brief section of Endgame. Yes. Right? Where, you know, Natasha's looking for him, and then there's all this stuff, and we know he's doing that. And the thing that that I remember from Endgame, and kind of seeing what they did there, was I was like, no, I totally get where Clint's coming from. Like, I sympathized with him and why he went on his crusade as Ronan Mm -hmm. during the five-year interim period, right? Where he got this sense of, my family was, my entire family, not even half, my entire family was part of that 50% and you gangster motherfuckers didn't go away. Right. I'm going to end you because of that. Well, and and I don't know if we're going to get to that in this series or if ever, because we're moving on to, we, we confirmed before we went live, we're in phase four of the MCU. Um, but none of the gangsters and the things went away. So we'll get into some Easter eggs and some some uh, controversial. Yeah, we'll get into the fun stuff of guessing what's going on in the series and stuff like that here in a bit. But none of that went away. In fact, it, in in some cases, in at least that we're seeing blips of it. Um, and this is where I'm going to give the first Easter egg and, and spoiler to Marv uh, Daredevil, Netflix's Daredevil. Um, all of that happens roughly in same timelines and things like that. It we, seems like it's more canon. Yes. So, yeah. That's the big one at the end of episode three, right? Is is who's the uncle? Right. Yeah, right. let's just let's just jump right into that. Well, let's, let's actually I'll, let me give a recap of episode three. Let's recap. Yeah. 
Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna assume that you've seen up to episode episode three because the episode three came out today. I'm not gonna run through everything in episodes one and two, but episode three um, starts with uh, Kate and Clint still tied up, being uh, talked to by the tracksuit bros. Uh, they escape. They have a fight with Echo. This is our first time we've been introduced to Echo. Well, first they kind of give some background on Echo. True, right? Which true. I think helps. So you you kind of see Echo at the end of episode two, and then they start episode three with this is who Echo is. Echo is a deaf child, and she's got her dad who she loves, right? And he's a great dude, and everything's fine. And she, you know through her her disability like she becomes this great martial artist and da, 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 da. and then sometime during the blip during Ronan's crusade he kills like her father and basically everybody she knows we think so well, we know it's Ronan ah, so here's the thing See, I figured that flashback was legit that Ronan was like during this period he was just like yeah I'm gonna kill all you people okay so here's where we're gonna get into a little bit of the stuff um because this was touched in on Marvel's Dare of uh, Netflix's series of Daredevil, which will become Marvel's Daredevil. Um, we uh, and this is where we're going to tie into Spider-Man No Way Home because there's some stuff there too, which we're going to get to in later in the show. So uh, in the comics, Echo is basically raised by Kingpin. Um, Kingpin is the one that has her dad killed. Um, we don't know if Kingpin actually set up that whole thing and sent Ronan down there because the whole thing is Echo's going to become, we know this because she's getting her own spinoff series. Um, and Echo's actually, actually has a superpower that is kind of like Taskmaster where she can mimic anybody's fighting style just by watching them for a minute or so. And that's how she's able to kind of, that was how she was able to do the, the karate stuff as the kid in the flashback and uh, in the boxing ring during that portion of the flashback. Mm -hmm. Like she's obviously got some superpowers when it comes to that. It's not like, you know, Wolverine level, all that kind of stuff, but she's very adept at what she does. Mm -hmm. um, but in the comics, again, she originally worked for Kingpin or uncle as we're hearing about it in this particular one and then turned on him. And eventually, actually, in one of the versions, actually kills him um, because she finds out that it was actually Kingpin that had her dad killed. Uh, in one version of it, he actually does it himself. In another version, he gets somebody to dress up like Daredevil. All, you know, there's a bunch of different versions out there with it, but it seems like they're all pulling from the, uh, the concept that Echo is eventually going to become a good person unless they're going to do their first series about a true villain because Loki was supposed to be that, and then we turned out he really wasn't a villain the entire time. Yeah. So I don't know. It's very interesting to kind of see how this is going to play out when it comes to that series. Um, and that's why I kind of wonder if the flashback is true. Cause we did see a flash of the Ronin costume in there, but could it be, could it, I mean, there's a bunch of different theories that could be setting I, that up, but you, you could say in this case, I'm more apt to take it just as, written mm -hmm. because of the stuff that they're doing with Clint. And so kind of going back to our recap, when Echo comes out to talk to Clint, Clint says, you know, she's like, cause, cause they're all coming after Kate. Cause Kate 
got a hold of the Ronin costume because yep. somebody stole it from the Avengers compound, and she put it on to hide her identity when they were at the auction. And Clint tells her, he's like, look, Ronan's dead. Ronan's gone. And she goes, well, who killed him? And he says, Black Widow, which metaphorically makes sense. Okay, yeah, Black Widow came after Ronan and convinced him to come back and not be Ronan anymore. Right. So Black Widow killed Ronan. And she's like, well, how do you know? He's like, I was there. But he doesn't let go that nobody but him thus far in the series, not even Kate Bishop, and she knows that he's connected to Ronan. Right. And there's the diner scene later in that episode where she's like, well, you obviously are protecting Ronan's identity because it's obviously somebody very close to you. And he's like, yeah, sure. Somebody <laughs> close to me. Well, and I think his wife knows. I think his I wife think his, is, a, is aware of who he was while she yeah, was gone. Based on the text messages from episode one where she's like, you're taking care of this, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm dealing with it. Yeah. And she was, well, and then there was a, there was a give in episode one. And she, when she mentions the tracksuit team, by name and she's like oh yeah. god those idiots again yeah um, so yeah i'm presuming that after she was snapped back into existence by the uh, hulk yeah um that he told her everything that happened to him during the five year yeah period in which she was gone um so here's my on the uncle thing okay so the presumption across the interwebs today, across the interwebs, <laughs> is that Uncle is that Uncle is Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin. Yep. So this is where I get. This is actually where I take issue with not Disney but Marvel. So when the Marvel Netflix shows first released, they were like Agents of Shield. They were supposed to be canon. Yes. Right. And there were like newspaper articles about the attack on New York by the Chitari and do 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 all through there. So everybody who's now going back going, well, those aren't canon. Well, Kevin Feige kind of like half gave and said, no, they're not really canon anymore. I I don't like that Marvel's kind of waffling. I, I think on whether those are canon or not. I think he's doing that though because in true Feigeism. Uh, I think he's ready to play certain cards at certain times. And I also think that he's was given tools later on, much like Spider-Man, that he didn't think he was going to have going into it. And I, I think his... We, we talk a lot about, especially on Chaos Incorporated and stuff like that, about yarn walls and, yeah. and stuff like that. I think Feige and the Star <laughs> Wars the teams have the... <laughs> biggest fucking yarn walls it's like one of those like mind maps from hell uh of everything that's going on and chat don't get me wrong i think that in the daredevil series first off i thought charlie cox was a great daredevil but vincent d'onofrio was born to play kingpin yeah i haven't seen the series but this the the possible connections i've seen parts of the series of vincent d'onofrio playing kingpin and, and holy fuck, he, he was he was he was perfectly cast as Kingpin. Um, him being that guy, yeah. Um, he has the not only the physical stature because he's a big dude, yep. Um, but also he's uh, a freaking. Well, he puts on a masterclass in villainy because well, and he like like you see like. There's a lot of parallels, and I want to get into this in a little bit, but there's a lot of parallels to Clint's story and the Kingpin story coming from nothing, 
learning a craft, mm -hmm. doing the thing, becoming the shadowy figure behind everything that's going on. Like, so in, in a teaser in episode one, I don't know if anybody notices this, but like in episode one, the place that the, the gala was at, the hotel that the gala was being held at, mm -hmm. is Kingpin's hotel that he purchased in season three of Daredevil. It's the same was one. It? Yeah, absolutely. Go back and watch that episode because you see Charlie Cox outside scoping the place. It's the exact mm. same location. So and, I, and I know that Feige doesn't, like, I know that location scouts for Marvel didn't do that just because it was an easy reuse. That has to play into some shit later on. Look, I'm going to be thrilled if they bring back D'Onofrio's Kingpin and if he's actually uncle. But yep. we got burned in WandaVision. With, right? with, with which Our, part? With the, the, oh, I know this rocket scientist dude and he can help us and do to do to do to do to do. Oh, yeah. yeah and the and everybody was, stuff. Like, was like, please tell me. Because they had announced Fantastic Four was coming. Yes. Like, it was coming. They were like, please let this be Reed Richards. Please let this be Reed Richards. And it was just some rando. Yeah. Like, it was just a random dude. Um, and so I'm kind of hesitant. Like, as much as I would love for it to be Vincent D'Onofrio, I am very like, and this will tie into our Spider-Man conversation for later. Mm -hmm. I am very much like, mm, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Well, let me give you some more stuff as to why Uncle is Kingpin. Uh, if you notice in episode three, uh, okay. they pull up to, uh, in the flashback scene, uh, Echo pulls up to Fat Man Auto. <laughs> so, and her dad is obviously one of the tracksuit bros, which we mm -hmm. know work for the Kingpin. In the like, comics. In the comics, yeah. And they've been following the Matt Fraction comic series very, very tightly, uh, in this particular show, uh, which is great. Um, and so I think, like, I think all things are pointing to Kingpin. There is the, the red lighting. Why is there the dramatic red lighting for Echo? If not for the Daredevil series, because that's the, that's the hallmark of the Daredevil series, right? Red lighting, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's also something that's used by the blind, like red infrared and stuff like that is used by the blind. She's not blind. She's deaf. Like it plays in a little bit differently from there. So they're blending the fuck out of these series. And I, I sure as hell do. I know me same. I need bring Vincent D'Onofrio. All those characters from those Netflix series. And well, so here, here's the thing that kind of goes is we know there's going to be a new daredevil series from Marvel that has been announced, which brings the call it Charlie Cox, no. all of those. But they have, but Charlie Cox said that he he did not confirm that he's involved in that in any way. Probably because his contract isn't around. There's other people <laughs> that can do that. As we learned this week, that there's some people apparently that won't get in trouble for saying that a new series was coming. And then there's Are Tom Holland, Amy Pascal. Yeah, and then there's Tom Holland who can't be told anything because he'll leak everything. By the way, did you see the minute Amy Pascal said that Sony immediately denied it? Yeah, today. That's, that's because the ink had like, dried on like, the check probably. They were like, no, we, what are you talking about? We don't have any more <laughs> Spider-Man movies. Flight, what you? No, there, there's also there's also this thing in negotiating in business that uh, <laughs> if you want something to happen, you just put it out there into the world and it's eventually going to yeah, happen. Right. Probably. Um, so I hope Uncle is Kingpin 
Um, I think that would be great. Again, D'Onofrio was perfectly cast. He makes yes. a great kingpin. Um, he's got the physical stature for it. He's a fucking chameleon. Yes. Okay. Like, who was I? Oh, God, I saw a thing. There was a whole big TikTok trend for a little while that was going around because it was how many people didn't realize that Vincent D'Onofrio was the alien in Men in Black 1? <laughs> he was the... And so many people were like, what? Yeah. Like, and I used to watch him on Law and Order Criminal Intent. Yep. Right? Because I loved him in that show. Obviously, Full Metal Jacket. Yes. You know, like, the guy is just... He'll gain weight, drop weight, do whatever he needs to do. Like, I'm a buck. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like he's just, he's an amazing actor. So. Can, can I say that it's interesting here, too, by the way, that um, when I was Googling the cast, because I was trying to get to the IMDb Pro page for this, uh, Google actually lists Florence Pugh as a cast member in Hawkeye. And I, so this, this comes to what? To you and I, we're, we're about to talk about this beforehand. And this is what I think has happened. So we are now, so let's 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 back up a stage. So we're in phase four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Officially, this is our apparently our fifth show of phase four. Yeah. Right? So it was WandaVision, yeah. Falcon, Loki, what if Hawkeye. By the way, for the for the record, we blew past exactly what we just said the run of show was gonna be. Before we went on, because we haven't given you our impressions of this show at all. We're looking back. So, <laughs> so I think it's all going to come down to that post-credit stinger. That's right? what you. That's what you're putting your your, I, your chips I, on right I'm now. Putting my money on that, and that's where Florence Pugh is going to come in. It, um, it has a good chance. Yes. Um. So, here's the thing I would like to say. I think so. Hawkeye. So I'm gonna get back to impressions of it because we've gone through yeah. this this whole this whole episode was essentially a car chase scene. Um, there was some very touching moments. Um, there was especially when uh, Clint lost his hearing aid; he couldn't hear his son on the phone. As a father, mm. tough scene to watch, but important, right? Huge character building moment. Um, but essentially, this I love was that like they most showed of the how he lost his hearing. In episode two, yeah, yeah, that was good too because they were like, "How did how did you lose your hearing?" And he like showed all those flashbacks of him like Montage getting his ass kicked, his head, yep. <laughs> like they like me. <laughs> and I will tell you, who has hearing issues from explosions, that's a thing. Yes, well, that's and I think I think what I like again, it's it, it tends to hammer home the point that like Clint is a person who has no superpowers whatsoever in a superhero world. Because in the same time, Spider-Man's going to be running around New York very soon. And, mm -hmm. you know, Sam and, and and Bucky are running around somewhere. Wanda's blowing up half of New York. Uh, well, that was Jersey. I mean, We're in Jersey. And, everyth yeah. and everything's legal in New Jersey. Well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Loki's somewhere the fuck out there. Um, uh, <laughs> it's like... I don't know. I think it's 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 just interesting that like they're bringing all of these different pieces and parts together to really like build out Clint's story. Um, but I, I want to come back to the Echo thing a little bit because I, I and I haven't seen anybody actually talk about this. So I'm I might put a weird theory out there into the world that we'll see okay. if it plays out. Um, we know there's going to be an Echo series. It's already been announced. All that kind of stuff. Um, 
I find it interesting. There's some there's an interesting parallel because you brought it up at the beginning uh, about the kids where he's in New York, you know, they're talking with the kids and wanting to have fun over uh, Christmas holiday and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, this whole journey of him getting back to his family, getting back to his kids and stuff like that, I find is interesting because as of right now, Clint Barton has actually met his other two kids in the show. And, and hang with me when I say this, because uh, Kate Bishop and Echo are born of the same thing. So In the comics. Well, but it, it, even in this show. So Kate Bishop lost her father. Oh, Kate yeah. Bishop lost her father figure in the Battle, in the of, Battle New York of New York. And put yeah. that hero worship of her father onto Clint because she could see what he was doing. And he kind of saved her life uh, because, with that. Yeah, era. the minute the thing, yeah, because the yeah. Shatari was coming toward her, and then he was like, "Yeah, no." Yep. And Echo is the same thing, but from the other side. Clint Barton, if because of Ronan. Right. Yeah. So it's literally the yin and yang, the light side and dark side of this one character manifested into women, who are basically taking up the mantle for either side of that, because Echo very much fights like Ronan. You know, she doesn't have, mm -hmm. she doesn't carry a bow and arrow and stuff like that. She carries more weaponry and things. Kate Bishop obviously carries a bow and arrow and wants to be Hawkeye. Well, will be Hawkeye, mm -hmm. right? Eventually, yeah. It's, it's, an, I'm, I don't think, I haven't heard anybody talk about it like this. So let's clip this for the TikToks, I guess, because they are literally like born of Clint Barton, the person and his multiple sides because yeah, as we're starting to learn, he's starting to kind of not necessarily loosen up, but just tell Kate straight up, I'm not a role model. Meaning all of yeah. the... Yeah. Because we still don't know all the bullshit that he and Natasha did back in Budapest. And that's that's another thing I love about this show, is that he was like, look, I was supposed to be a ghost. The first time... The first couple times we're introduced to Hawkeye is in Thor, right? Mm -hmm. When he's basically sitting there about to put an arrow into Thor when Thor shows up to reclaim his hammer after he's sent to Earth, right? Yeah. And it's very brief. And then... The second time is at the beginning of Avengers when they're like, when when Fury shows up and he's like, where is Hawkeye? He's like, he's up in his nest. Yep. And Hawkeye's like climbed up to the top of the thing and he's just kind of sitting there. Like Hawkeye was, at least in this iteration of the MCU, he's basically just an enforcer for, for Nick Fury. That was yeah. his job was. Yeah, they were they were trained his I mean, muscle. Well, and, and much like Natasha, they were trained, you know, when they both became part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that. There's there's a history of everything that before before S.H.I.E.L.D. that I mm -hmm. think was played out a little bit in Black Widow and the whole, you know, Widow program and stuff like that. Right. But then how everybody kind of came together and stuff like there's history there that we, we probably will never get to in the in the fullness of time, at least in the Marvel version of all this stuff. But, um, you know, there's a whole kind of thing. Uh, which I mean brings it back to the end of the the cliffhanger for episode three was uh, um, uh, the swordsman played yeah Jack Duquesne is actually known as the swordsman uh, by the, the way comics, yeah <laughs> by the way Tony Dalton is a fucking amazing pick for this one we talk about Vincent D'Onofrio for uh, Kingpin but Tony Dalton with the mustache I mean mustache bros we stick together but. Like with the mustache and the smarmy look and the like almost fucking Gomez kind of feel from the Adams yeah. family to what he's doing and shit. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this is amazing. 
Uh, so really loving that fact. But like in the comics, he's the one that trains Ronan and trains Hawkeye when they were in the circus and stuff. So like mm -hmm. there's all that background that we just probably will never get to with it. Um, you know, the, the show ends with, you know, the swordsman basically holding an, uh, holding, holding Ronan's sword up to Clint. Um, and we'll figure and out how that was all next week at the auction yeah well he stole it he didn't buy it he actually oh, yeah, got outbid right. he remember stole he stole it that's right um i i have theories about we'll get to that here in a second i have theories about that particular character by the way um and how this like i want to i want to get to the, how we think the last three episodes are going to go and wrap up because are we really done only three yeah it's only wow. a six episode kind of thing it's a, gonna, this is marvel fast yeah. I think it will. I think we're gonna get the we're gonna get a little bit more of a training in arrow montage next mm -hmm. episode, um, or now that is, that's gonna be episode five. We're gonna get a little bit of the fallout and the oh shit moment in episode four, where we're into the we're into the middle eights right now. We're into where everything falls the fuck apart, mm -hmm. um, and then we're gonna start to go quickly to the climax of this. I feel like uh, if they're yeah. following the standard three act structure, so. Again, overall kind of impression. I think the show's really well done. Yeah, I think that they're they're doing a solid job. Um, I like Haley Steinfeld and in, in her spot as Kate Bishop. I think yeah. she's doing a good job. Um, that dog is adorable. <laughs> okay, so we got we uh, we're getting so close to him actually having the full name. We got Pizza Dog this episode. Yes. Now we just need the lucky part. Yep. So we're gonna get there. Um, I, again, impressions. I think it's. I think it's a great show. I, I'm glad they they framed it around Christmas. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it shows a lot about Clint. Yeah. I'm glad they're finally starting to deal with stuff. Yeah. Like they're trying to resolve a bunch of like hanging shit in these shows. Yeah. They did it with WandaVision. They did it with Loki. They're like, there's shit that we just don't have time to get to in the movies. So we're going to resolve that here. Well, and I think so. So I kind of want to, I want to figure out, and this is, we're going to talk about phase four in a second, but, um, to me, uh, I don't think, so I'm trying to figure out who actually is the big bad in this particular series. Cause echo obviously and the, and the tracksuit mafia, they got beef and stuff like that. I don't think that's going to be the one that ultimately resolves. I think we, I actually do think we're going to get Vincent D'Onofrio at some point in time in this, in this series. We might get two stingers at the end of this one because so we're finally starting the, to get to the spy shit that Clint is so good at. This is the other reason why I don't think, while, while I'm kind of like me on whether they're going to bring in Vincent D'Onofrio, because I think Jack Duquesne is the big bad for this series. Mm -hmm. I disagree on that. I think it's I actually think uh, Kate's mom, and she is a lieutenant for Kingpin. And okay. Jack has been info. I don't think Jack was the one that killed uh, killed his uncle. All right, somebody clip that because we're gonna have to come back at the end of the series and do it. <laughs> and see if we ask. Yeah. See who's right. We'll, we'll um, do it. We'll do it at the first episode of the Book of Boba Fett because you know we're gonna have so, our third with Joe on that one. Yeah. So. I don't disagree that that Kate Bishop's mom definitely gave off like some evil shit vibes, mm -hmm. and you know, like I run a security company, like her mom does, is like movie code yeah. for I'm a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just kind of a well-worn trope. So that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, 
Well, and she's much. like the, her being a lieutenant for the kingpin is going to surprise me a little bit. Well, if if you think about it, right? So when the in episode one, when the attack of the gala happened, she just yeah. seemed completely nonplussed. Yep. When she was uh, messing around in the uh, in episode one with Kate, young Kate, uh, she was showing off a few skills, which makes mm -hmm. me think that she actually can fight and may have some sort of powers. Um, because let's be honest, you shouldn't be that good at all of the things. And Kate really is. Um, honestly, none of the none of the arrows should be able to fly the way they do. But, you know, Marvel physics. Yay. Um, <laughs> but like which and, and you know again in the comics she was the masked madam you know which makes me think that she's gonna make it away what's that yeah was she yes oh which makes me think she's gonna make it away scot-free because remember the swordsman started out as as a uh as as the trainer of clint then the foil to clint hawkeye and then they teamed up a lot over the years and stuff i mean the swordsman's kind of an old 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 character yeah, I know he's a, he's a, he's really old school. Yeah, really like Kirby years type stuff. Um, which makes me think that I I don't think it. Here's the thing: he looks too fucking smarmy. It's yeah. too much oh, like sure. it's too much like okay, it's right in your face, <laughs> bad guy right here, <laughs> with big neon sign over it that says "bad guy stole shit." I don't mm -hmm. think, because I think I think it's all a red herring. Because like again, at the gala when he when that wall blew up and he was downstairs and everything like that, he was way too calm just walking up there and stealing uh, a sword, right? Yeah. And if he's the swordsman and he knows of like I, we may get a little bit of the like the next episode might start with like a hey pops kind of deal where he looks at it and goes haven't seen you in a while kind of thing right um, yeah that could be really interesting and, and open it up i think that he will eventually die uh at the hands of in, somebody in in this series or do you think they'll keep him around for a little bit i think he will die in this series because i think you have to i think that's where it exposes the connection that kate's mom has with the larger because if you're the kingpin and you've got a, a security company under your thumb like that because remember in the first episode they were going to go broke and all of a sudden now they got a security company with the insurance money like that's crazy so how did she get out of debt that quickly mm -hmm. you know there's got to be something there and then when uh in the episode right before the cliffhanger happens uh all of the tracksuit mafia is listed as a client like of the security company which means and it's got a fake uh, name to it, mm -hmm. which makes you look, which makes it look like they're actually being used. So, and then Kate's mom is wearing red, just like the same color as red as the tracksuit mafia guy. Like, there's just those threads, man. That like, I'm like, starting to buy it now. I'm I'm still not sure about being a lieutenant of the kingpin. Yeah, but I see where you're going, and I I can't dispute anything you're saying. I mean. It, lieutenant or just completely in debt and has to do what he says there's not a lot of difference to a yeah. mobster right so so since we're back on the uncle talk bit here's my and this this goes for this show and more so for spider-man yep i've seen a lot of a lot of speculation that uncle is kingpin and it's oh vincent abrio he's gonna be kingpin yeah. it's gonna be kingpin and again once burned twice shy after wandavision i'm like mm, mephisto 
Mephisto. Oh, Mephisto. <laughs> and, and Reed Richards. And, uh, and I'm like, y'all need to, like, if you have learned nothing from Marvel, right, is first off, these motherfuckers will lie. Okay. <laughs> Rule one, Dr. Lies. Okay. <laughs> Here's the, like, and, and, and this is the one. If you remember back to the Avengers Infinity War trailer, and this is one some people keep pointing out. In the trailer, there's a scene where it's Captain America and everybody, but the the big lie in it is that you see Hulk in full green form uh-huh. running, right? And then in the movie, he never turns into the Hulk once. Right. Not a single time. The other one was the, the Infinity Stones. In the trailer, they show Thanos, and it's the scene where Cap's holding Thanos' fist. And in the trailer, he has two stones. Yeah. Right? By that point in the movie, he's got all but the last one. Correct. Right? Marvel will straight up lie to you people. Is right? it lying or, and this is where I put my filmmaker hat on, of uh, they just it's haven't creative. finished. Well, no, and they just haven't finished the, the VFX. They did the VFX of Thor. Or, I'm uh, sorry, of Hulk. Yeah, you but that's did in the can. VFX of Hulk. Yeah, but, but Hulk, see, Hulk he, running. He never showed up in the movie. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, Hulk running. Oh, we just VFX some old Hulk. Exactly. We just some old shit. Yeah. The the day that the day that I stopped believing uh, uh, intro and 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 sequences like that was the day that I realized that Star Wars uh, trailer launched with zero VFX on it, mm-hmm. and then they went back and completely changed the story afterwards. Like yeah. it's all done to be fun. Now a lot of the there's entire post houses that do these these trailers, right? Trailers, yeah. Uh they specialize in them. They don't have access to literally everything that Marvel does. So if Marvel just sends them the Hulk and tells them to put it in there, that's what they're going to do. Um and that could be a creative decision or that could be a production decision based on timelines and stuff like that. Like if you've created the Hulk cuz they had to CGI Mark Ruffalo running in the the Iron Man suit. Which, if that part wasn't done because they hadn't shot it or whatever like that by then, uh, then they had nothing to work with. So they're not just going to leave it out. They'll just put the other Hulk in there and then change it yeah. later. Um, uh, but I, again, I, I, Marvel, will, yeah. Marvel will deceive. Marvel will, will poo. They like to have fun with it. And, and they do. And again, generally, I don't have a problem. Here's where I think we run into some frustrations mm-hmm. with Marvel. And again, it's the because they've at times gotten too clever for their own good and because we're expecting them to always have these things, it it brings up this this consciousness of, uh, you know, all this. Big, like, oh, Charlie Cox might be in Spider-Man. Oh, now it's Kingpin might be in Hawkeye, you know, and obviously we have the 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 constant Andrew and Toby are going to be in No Way Home. Yep. And and now Andrew won't Garfield, be able to fucking his, tell me any different. I don't know if you saw his latest interview that mm-hmm. he did with GQ, Andrew Garfield, where he was like, "I don't know how many times I can say it." He's like, "I'm tired." He's like, <laughs> "He's like, this movie's going to be out soon, and some people are going to be able to say I told you so." <laughs> and and he's denied it seven ways from Sunday. That's fine because he was the worst Spider-Man. I could care less if he's in the movie. <laughs> I, I think. That so, for example, like when I remember the the online discourse when it wasn't Reed Richards, when when WandaVision was like, no, it's just some random person who's going to get him a vehicle to get through the force yeah. field that Wanda's got set up. Everybody was super disappointed. 
I am legit in fear of the backlash if Andrew and Toby are not in No Way Home. Mm, I I am now that I'm hearing all this like, oh, D'Onofrio in Hawkeye, I'm like, see, the problem is, is that like a lot of these people and it's not going to wreck my enjoyment of the show. Fuck no. But it, it does ruin a lot of the discourse in that it's like, oh, well, because D'Onofrio didn't show up at the show, now everybody's like, oh, this was crap. And I'm just like, come on. I, I think so. Here's the, here's the. It frustrates and, me. Well, and it's different. So here's the thing. Um, here's why I will put down the snark and pick up the creative director and filmmaker hat. Um, I don't think that Marvel lies. But when it comes to the shows. And even sometimes with the movies early on, before they had Disney Plus, I think they're doing it less with the movies now because they have the production budget to do these shows and do them properly. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Feige will slow play the shit out of this. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I will not be disappointed if D'Onofrio does not show up in this, but that we are heavily hinting at this. Because that's the thing that Feige and Marvel do so well is they leave you that one more thing. You know, just like you were saying, what's that post-credit scene? I'm looking for the post-credit scene. Everybody's living for the post-credit scene. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because you got people wanting to no. see what's next. So my, my my only issue is again, if Uncle shows up next thing and it's just a random dude, it's legit her dad's brother, and it's just a guy who's a gangster, mm -hmm. you're gonna see the online discourse go blah, 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 That's fine. Like, it's loser a loser crap. Yeah, but it, I mean, as uh, come on, the nerd crowd's gonna lose their crap about everything. I legitimately uh, to 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 follow up on our Cowboy Bebop talk from last week, which by the way, if you haven't seen it, it's on the YouTube. Uh, go check yep. it out. Um, but somebody was complaining that they that they changed Faye ups to the point where that she wasn't using her sexual charms. Oh yeah, to con people. <laughs> and I yeah. literally read that in a Reddit post, and I'm like. Uh, but but this version's better. <laughs> like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with the previous version per se, but like, we don't like it's a it's yeah. a better iteration. So yeah. so everybody's gonna complain about literally everything, and so mm -hmm. you know I don't think that it's actually gonna really slow down Marvel any when it co mm -hmm. when it comes to it. So, um, so speaking of Marvel, so the reason I keep coming back to post credit. And we could we could transition to our phase four. So in all of our phase four shows, they're building to certain things. Yes. Right. At the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we saw Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus show up and recruit the guy who is going to end up becoming U.S. agent. Um, yes. For those of our con friends, right? And she's like, "Oh, you're going to come hang out with me." And then when you watch the end of Black Widow. Right, one of the post-credit stingers in Black Widow, the movie, mm -hmm. same character, Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus, who is actually playing the character who's Lady Hydra in the comics. Yes, um, she finds Yelena, yep. and she's like, "How would you like to get the guy that killed?" And so it takes place long after the actual Black Widow movie. Yep, it's after Natasha's died. Uh, she's like, "How would you like to get the guy who killed your sister?" And she's like, "I want to get him," and she shows Yelena a picture of Clint. Right. And so my theory here is whether it's the Dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts, which is the other argument. And we all saw Abomination was in Shang-Chi. Yep. Right. Um, and we know General Thunderbolt Ross is out there somewhere being an asshole. He's going to be Red Hulk. Right. 
is whether it's the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers, like I think this is the direction they're going. Yes. With with about half of them. And this is what I think. I think you're gonna see almost a schism in the MCU. Yes. <clears throat> where you're gonna see kind of this street level, less high stakes kind of stuff. The Dark Avengers, that kind of stuff. Um, and then you're gonna see the multiversal level mm-hmm. crazy power stuff, right? Yep. The Doctor Strangers, the Wandas, yes. the you know, those people who really on a power level structure are on really different levels. Hundred percent. I mean right? and you saw this in the first three phases though, too. Yeah. Right? You had the Doctor Strange, you had uh Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy dealing with like Ego the Living Planet, all that kind of stuff. And you've got these like super high level kind of things um, that will eventually call come back to King the Conqueror, Conqueror and eventually Galactus for the big Avengers event that's probably at the end of phase so, four and five. So in the phase four right now, as it stands for what's announced. Yep. The last film announced in phase four right now is Fantastic Four. Yep. Well, I think there's one more. I think there's one more phase four probably after that. Because each phase has generally ended with a big team up. Um, and then an aftermath film. Has it? So yep. So Avengers ended phase one. And then uh Age of Ultron. Yes, Age of Ultron was phase two. And then Civil War was phase three. Mm-hmm. Or sorry. Civil War started phase three, and then we ended phase three with Infinite with Endgame. So I think there's still a movie here in phase four to be announced. Yeah, and then there was an Ant-Man after so Age Ant-Man's of Ultron. Person, yeah. Yeah. And he's he's in there. Um well, they generally do a big team up, and then at the end of the phase, they also generally do like a letdown. So right after uh, Endgame, you had Spider-Man: uh, No Way or Far From Home. That's technically part of Phase Four. That's that no, was the beginning of, of phase, phase Four. No, so they're calling Black Widow the start of Phase Four. Or WandaVision, you mean? Yeah, same thing. Like the the release schedules got kind of wonked up because of COVID. Yeah, and so. Black Widow was supposed to be the start of Phase Four, right? Okay, that makes sense. In the original, like the way they had it structured, yeah. Um. So, I think the so the thing that I think is going to be, I think you're going to get Thunderbolts because I think we've all we we we're seeing that I think come that's together. The direction they're going. I don't think it's going to be called Dark Avengers just because the uh, branding. So I think they'll call yeah. it the Thunderbolts because we're going to get Young Avengers. So we're gonna mm. get Kate Bishop. We've got uh, the twins from Wandavision. Uh, we've gotten uh, what's his face that's gonna turn into the next Captain America from the Captain America: The Falcon. Winter Soldier. Right. Yeah. Yep. So he's gonna be the and new then Falcon. Ironheart. Ironheart has been announced. Ironheart has been announced. Yep. Miss Marvel. Yep. Miss Marvel. Be. Yeah. They're Which gonna sub Kamala out. A, they're, they're, they're gonna they're gonna sub out a couple of people for the Young Avengers, but I think mm-hmm. it's all gonna come together. And then I think we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get a female Iron Man in Armor Wars. That's gonna take no Ironheart. Right before Armor Wars is Ironheart. That's been announced. They're taking the Ironheart character from from the comic books. Yeah. Right. 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 So uh, Riri Williams. 
yeah. And so I'm sort of wondering what the hell they're going to do in Armor Wars because that's all the same kind of thing. So. I think it's going to be because you got to remember you still uh, what's his name? Uh, Rody's still alive. Rody is still alive. Yep. Right. You could. You well, got and I think that's Rear Williams. Well, I think you're going to get so Rody's still alive, but I think you're actually going to end up with. That's going to be the Iron Man equivalent in the Thunderbolt somehow in that series, I think is what mm -hmm. it's going to come up to. Because you've got <laughs> Abomination, you're going to have Red Hulk, uh, which is going to be um, mm -hmm. Thunderbolt Ross is going to turn into that. You got like, Yelena as got the new Yelena Black Widow. As a Black Widow, yep. Um, Kate Bishop to be your Hawkeye type character. No, 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 no. That's for the evil team. Oh. I'm talking Young Avengers is going to be the thing. You, I think you're going to get Yelena is actually going to be on the right. Thunderbolts. So, so here's, our wild, here's our wild card and one I'm really looking forward to in phase four. Mm -hmm. Where does Moon Knight fit? Fucked if I know, because we've gotten so many people that look like, tell me that Kaz uh, uh, Kazi does not look like a discount Kit Harrington. Like when he, he first came oh, out, yeah. when he first came I, out, with I thought Echo, it was too. I was, I was like, like, "What the fuck is Kick Harrington doing here? What the shit?" I was like, "We just saw him, and then Blade, because we got Blade, and we got Mahersha Ali, who's gonna kill that role, frankly." Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know because, and I and I start to kind of wonder if it like, might have some Black Panther pull to it. I don't know. So sadly, uh, last I checked, and I'll, I'll I'll verify it right now. Um, Black Panther True Production has been halted. Yes, because of COVID and a couple no, of other things. Not because of COVID. Uh, Specifically because Letitia Wright, yes, who played Shuri, cannot get back into the country. Because of COVID. Because she refuses to get vaccinated. Because of COVID. <laughs> I, I'm going to call her out back for it. To it. <laughs> if she would get vaccinated, yeah. she could come back in the country and they could resume production. Yep. I'm wondering how long it is before Disney goes here in breach. Pretty much. Uh, if she's going to stick to her guns uh, so much for that, then we'll figure They'll it out. They'll eventually just be like, we'll recast you. We don't care. We're Disney. Yeah, they're not going to recast Chadwick Boseman, but that's fine if they well, want to recast. Dead. No, no, but I'm saying like they're not gonna recast for his role. Is what oh, I'm saying. Yeah, they're no. not gonna. They're not gonna have another male Black Panther. Nope. Uh, coming out into the series. So. But they will drop Letitia right quick, fast, in a hurry. Yeah. And Everybody loves Shuri, but. Yeah, but I think I think we live in a time now where the actor and the role that they play sometimes is harder to disassociate. Um, I would. And if they bring would, enough shit to it right they got away with it early in the mcu because you remember they recasted roadie yep it was not originally don Cheadle. no so. it was not and that changed because terrence wouldn't come back yep because of the money issue again i i don't put it past marvel and disney to be like get vaccinated so you can get back in the country or we're gonna drop you yeah uh and bill turner's in the cast saying wakanda has an entire cast they can draw from absolutely yep Angela Bassett was great in that movie. Um, I think what's his name, uh, Everett Ross uh, Watson's coming back. They've got a, a huge cast for that thing. So yeah, it'll be it'll I, be fine, and we will get a new Black Panther. Yeah, out of I just want to know where thing. I want to know where Moon Knight fits in. I I love Moon Knight. Moon Knight's one of my favorite characters, and I love that they got Oscar Isaac for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. we've got we've got that, and we've got um, well, we'll have. 
So she we'll have coming. She-Hulk. We've got Moon Knight. And, and Moon Knight's... The trailer for that was fantastic. I think Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac's going to play a great one. But where's that crossover with uh, Kit Harrington's character? He's playing... He's playing oh, Black Knight? So no. He oh, yeah, playing. he's playing Black Knight. Black Knight. Okay, I had he's, it right. He's okay. playing Black Knight. Too many but nights. the voice you hear... I'm, and I, I'm going to check this. And again... I gotta figure out what they're doing with Eternals, um, because the voice you hear in the post-credit stinger is Mahershala Ali. Is Blade? Yeah, it's Mahershala Ali. Yeah, Mahershala Ali as Blade, and so this is gonna get freaking goofball real quick. (laughs) We're in. So, so there's two there's two things back to the original comment about Kevin Feige and team playing it slow because. Because they have so many of these phases and they can just keep printing money, essentially, uh, which gets into the Spider-Man discussion in a second, they can basically just keep printing money. As much as they've been spending on Disney+, Plus, they're making it back tenfold. Oh, yeah. Um, and so as they're working through these things, they don't have to bring in Daredevil right away. They can just keep teasing it for, for phase five and we'll hang on. Like, I'm here for it. If you tell That's me true. that he's coming back in a, in a series in 2024 or something like that and it's gonna have vincent d'onofrio as kingpin i'm done there see ya um sign me up yeah you know um i want to i want to talk about something that was in the chat because somebody said secret wars please and thank you now they have that's coming yeah they've announced secret invasion as a show no 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 secret wars though is coming and i think that's where this thing gets turned on its head Samuel L. Jackson tweeted because he'd started filming. Yes. There's a picture of him, I think, floating around the, the interwebs. Yes. It's a promo photo, but it's a, it's a good he, one. He started, he, yeah, Marvel Studios, Secret Invasion, see, it's him. Yeah. He, he's been posting about Secret Invasion mm-hmm. quite a bit. So, Secret Invasion, Secret Wars, which I think they're going to merge those stories. I think one's uh, gonna set up the other, frankly. Yeah, and so there's a there's a good. I'll put this in here. I'll put maybe this in that's the, chat the for phase y'all. four team up, and we because we're gonna need the origin story for for Fantastic Four. And so, and so that's another interesting one. Also, it it was confirmed that Deadpool three is in some stage of development. Yes, that's been confirmed by both Disney and by Ryan Reynolds. It's not dead. Yeah, but what I'm what I'm seeing basically with with Phase Four, and they're they're probably, I would say by San Diego Comic Con next year, they're going to announce the beginning of Phase Five, and that's going to give as us as far some as hints. what's going to happen. Yeah, because if you look at the end of Phase Four, runs up to 2023, and usually Disney likes to be two to three years ahead on announcements to give people something to look forward so, to. Let's talk about next year San Diego because when they bought Fox. Yeah, Kevin Feige said five years before I touched the X-Men. I call bullshit on that. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Next year at San Diego Comic-Con? Yeah. It's five years. Uh Oh, if they Since announce the, out to that or? If they announce next year, it will have been five years since the Fox merger. Um, They did... It was announced in 2018. It was completed March 20th of 2019. Yeah, you're right. 
So, but it won't be five years by then. You mean it'll be five years before the the thing gets announced mm -hmm. or gets released? Yep. Okay. Did that make so sense? I, yeah. I would guess that you're probably going to get a preliminary. Mm -hmm. Now we got a weird thing in that they're doing additional episodes of the X Men animated series. Yeah, I don't understand that 90s. one. Not that I'm so, complaining. Love so that sound. Literally, from the end of the series, yeah. they're just extending. Okay, that makes they're sense. They're just making more. Yeah, and that's great. Cool. Okay, I love that. I think that's part of the plan. Yeah, to, to as a as a holdover mm -hmm. as they get it going. Yeah, because mm -hmm. to, to then insert a version of X Men into the current MCU as we're getting to King the Conqueror and eventually I'm, to Galactus and stuff I'm, like that. I'm with a lot of people. I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, I have my faith in it. Uh, my, honestly, no, no, no. I think they're going to do it fine. Yeah. I just don't know how. My best guess is it's going to be Quantumania. I think it's going to be part of Quantumania because we get more first Slash off we get multiverse man of madness. Well, and we get my thing too. Well, we we've started the mutant thing with WandaVision too. And I we've we've shown well and then what's it Electra that we now have because her friend went through the 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 portal. Um mm -hmm. so we we're, we're showing the thing of mutants and Wanda put a whole fucking spell on the world, essentially like put out that energy, which means something's going to happen. The question mm -hmm. is, is it going to be young X-Men or are we going to get Hugh Jackson and Hugh Jackman as, as Wolverine again? I, you got to remember, he was the one that crossed over from the original franchise back to first uh -huh. class. Yep. Um, I don't know what, again, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, here's the most important uh, thing though. I don't think we're going to know until 2023. Um, God, no, the next, next year's 2022. I think we'll learn. I think we'll know by San Diego comic-con next year. Well, I or, think we know D23. what they're going to release, Yeah, but I think, I don't think we know how they're going to do it until they get into the 2023 stuff. No. And I think, I think we may get, we may, uh, yeah, but there's a lot of money. Chat saying Jackman said he was done after Logan. There's a lot of money that, that says differently. Yeah. And, and, a guy like him could could pull it off. Now here's the thing. Jackman is an interesting guy and if anybody was going to be like no, I'm done. Yeah. I would buy it from him. Right? Where he went, Logan was my swan song. It was the perfect way and we can talk about that some other time chat. Let us know if you want to do a whole cast on that <laughs> because Logan was the perfect way to yeah. end that character. Yep. It was Probably one of the best comic book movies ever made. Yep. I um, often wonder too, could we get the X-23 back from that? That would be, now see that right yeah. there. That That's why I'm sort of playing up the like, because mm -hmm. if you get a young Avengers thing going on, you can bring in X-23 from a different mm -hmm. dimension, right? She played an amazing character for that. And, and or you could go with an X-Men first class style, but not with Brent Radner. Um, and do it well, you know, and have the emergence of the mutants happening. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think there's a couple different ways you could play. You don't necessarily have to bring in like fully fleshed out. We are the X-Men cuckoo cachoo, yeah. right? Um, you're going to have to make some changes yep. to certain origin stories because it just no longer makes sense. Um, 
again, unless you do some weird multiversal shit. Um, so now that we're talking about the multiverse, let's go back to what chat, uh, chat was talking about with Spider-Man. Um, Tip was talking about uh, Defoe and Molina are back. Yes. So, by so the way, Jamie Fox. A, yep. I saw a very funny little mini interview with Tom Holland where he was talking about... So apparently they had them on set before they were filming... But they were wearing these big cloaks, apparently, to hide their appearance <laughs> on set. And Holland said he was walking around and bumped into a dude in a cloak. It was like, hey, man, get who do you, who do? And then turn around, it was Willem Dafoe, and he was like, eep. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, never mind. Um, I'm excited to get them back, too. Yeah. Um, I have two concerns about this film. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, oh, so some jumped in. I Hawkins is sure. Hope you're both on board. We are both on board. We are. We, we, are. Are. we are. Watch it back on YouTube, uh, loser, or on the VOD after this. You'll catch yes. the whole thing. We've moved but on yes. to Phase Four. We're, to finish we're talking out the show. Phase Four stuff, um, specifically Speederman. Speederman. Um, one. This thing is chock full of bad guys. Yep. It's almost like you need and three Spider-Mans to defeat them all. Well, no, my issue is every time they've jammed this many into a Spider-Man, like Spider-Man 3 with Toby. Yep. Like Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew. You jam so many villains in, it starts to get a little overstuffed. And we all know from the Venom post credit scene, right? For Hopefully. those that don't know, at the end of Venom in the post credit scene, Venom Let There Be Carnage, he does this weird like... And then falls through... And see Spider-Man yep. on the TV. So like, he looks tasty. Well, specifically he sees the J. Jonah Jameson version at the end of the at the end of the Spider-Man Far From Home, where J. Jonah mm-hmm. Jameson does the thing and exposes Spider-Man. Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. So uh you know, that version of Venom and um he falls through a portal or does something. He go, he falls through the multiverse, basically. Yeah. It's Tom. Uh, what Tom is that? Which Tom are we? Hardy. 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 I would want to say Holland, but Tom Hardy's uh, <laughs> Venom uh, falls through, uh, and and yeah. So I think that could be the sinister sixth villain that we have. So or could be fighting with him because all right, you've seen you've seen no. the Brazilian cut right where Lizard gets punched in the face. Yeah, so here's my my theory. Yep. My theory is that, because at the end of Spider-Man 2 with Toby, yep. Doc Ock essentially like redeems himself at the very end, right? Yeah. So my theory for Spider-Man uh, No Way Home is that, especially if you look at the part of the trailer where they're kind of questioning him in the dungeon and things like that, mm-hmm. I think that Ock is going to end up on... Tom Holland, Spider-Man's team. Mm-hmm. I think he's a scientist, and I think he's going to go, no, this is wrong. These yeah. people don't belong here. I'm going to help you put everybody back. I think it all goes to shit at the end. Thank you, Doctor Strange. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think. I don't think Doc Ock gets the chance to help him with, like that, though. Because we got we got to go straight into multiverse of madness right off the beat of Spider Man, and yes, that is our next film. And and I and from what I've heard, again, this is you got to slow play it with Kevin Feige, um, but 
I think we are going to. I think it's going to literally roll in from one to the next one. And so you think we're going to go post credit Spider-Man straight into Multiverse of Madness? Yeah, I, I think it could be one of those things where they think that they have done what they were supposed to do, and then it's like a Wandavision type thing where you realize, no, nah, she's actually reading the damn book she's not supposed to be reading, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh well, okay, we're fucked, you know? Yep. And then you're going straight into the next one. Well, um, we know Wanda's a big player in Multiverse of Madness. Supposedly, yeah, she's supposed to be in there. But there's also there's also been talk about Daredevil showing up, and that's the person that would be shooting him. I mean, it's all sorts of things all over the place. Um, but it's all happening. I mean, it is funny because it's all happening in fucking Hell's Kitchen in Brooklyn. <laughs> how, how how bad is the backlash if Toby and Andrew do not show up in this movie? First off, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they are going to show up in this movie. You're in the you're in the John Campia camp where like there's nothing that can convince you that Toby and Andrew are not in this movie. Yeah, I, there's nothing that tells me that Miles Morales won't make a show in this movie either. Well, that, I would because be fooled with that. Hell fucking yeah. Because Into the Spider-Verse was so fucking good. By the way, Amy Pascal uh, uh, this week said we should be seeing a sneak peek of Into the Spider-Verse 2, quote, very soon. Yeah. It was it was so well I'm done, thrilled. no, so I mean, well done, yeah. and and so I think you can do it. That's the thing is I think if you can do if you can pull off the mind bending craziness that Into the Spider Verse was, but they don't even need to bring him in from another dimension because they already teased his existence. Oh yeah, no no no. I'm just saying. In I homecoming, think we, I think we see him. Like you could have multiple Spider Mans and one be Miles Morales. You think he could, sh- dude? That would be the twist that would. F- fucking screw everybody up and if feige pulls that off that is the ultimate slow pay because you got donald glover to play aaron uh miles's uncle aaron yep in homecoming and you even hear him on the phone sorry miles i can't make it right so we know based on that line of dialogue that miles morales exists in the mcu somewhere yep and we know that, that Stark Tech is out there, and there's a mul- there's actually we, multiple versions of look, the spider suit that's going to be used, right? The amount of because you got to remember there was a five year gap of the blip where Andrew or not Andrew where Tom Holland went away and came back didn't age. By that point, Miles Morales could be of the age where he could be Spider Man right now. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so I've I've thrown it. I do think that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will have some sort of presence. Will they be in a suit? Andrew's the only one that's been like super like, nope, I'm not coming back kind of thing. Toby Maguire nope. hasn't said much. No, right? he's been silent. He's been silent. Maybe for the better. Who knows? Um, I think that one or both of them do show up. I think we get our Into the Spider-Verse type thing. But my other theory of that, and y'all can clip this and put it out there and we'll see, is that the, the, the ghost thing that's punching... Uh, the lizard, lizard could be Miles Morales, and that's how we get it. It could be Miles uh-huh. Morales from this dimension, or it could be from another dimension. Uh-huh. But I think that's the that only way. Too. I think that's the only way you set this up properly. Uh-huh. You know, if Amy Pascal is to be believed, which I do, uh, there's and there's three, a, more, movies there's three more movies coming. Miles Morales is the perfect one to carry that, not Tom Holland. Though I do love Tom Holland better than all other Spider-Man out there. Um. He has been, in my opinion, the best one. Yeah, Mo- Mojab's um, like Mojab in the chat was like, "You got to have Toby Maguire. He's meme material." Yes, yes. that's why I think he's there. I honestly um, do think that's why he's there. I want to jump back 
because we're talking about phase four now. Okay. Uh, uh, Loser Devil, Daredevil is likely to show up in the Echo Disney Plus show. Now, I buy that more. 100%. Than him showing up in either Spider-Man or in this show. If you're going to bring back Charlie Cox, I think that's probably the way to do it. Yeah. Well, Um, and and Loser missed our discussion earlier about the whole Echo flip from hero from from villain to anti-hero to hero kind of thing and there's the daredevils in in there in the mm-hmm. comics and stuff like that too so he's he's touching on exactly kind of what we were talking about is like that is critical the kingpin is critical to that so like if there's an echo like echo might I, turn into like daredevil season 3.5 and set mm-hmm. up another phase five daredevil where she's there and all of that kind of stuff which you know, would be great so I'm I'm gonna say this, and and this is where I want to get into the the business side of this. Okay. Um, the way they've structured the release of these shows, especially with COVID, where everybody's been thrown for freaking loops, what Disney has managed to do is trickle it out in a nice solid. We haven't gotten a huge gap, the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Um, even during COVID, right? And doing the weekly release schedule, running this the way that they've run it, right, has kept it fresh in everybody's mind. It's kept everybody from getting Marvel fatigue, but they have kept up a production schedule with all of their stuff that just keeps it chugging along. I wish Star Wars would do the same thing. Yeah. And I'm kind of frustrated that in the next... So from 2021 to 2023... We will get 10 Marvel movies. Yeah. 10. 10 Marvel movies. 10. And we are going to get a total of zero Star Wars movies. And there was an interesting article out this week that said... And that frustrates me. No, but there's an interesting article this week that said that's okay. Because the Star Wars movies from the prequels to the sequels so far have been jack terrible. Um, so and I, will, I can argue against that thread all day, but I do I think argue, they have made such great strides in the Disney Plus shows to build out have, great stories that it argue, is fueling that itch. I will argue that one of the three best Star Wars movies that was ever released came out under Disney's watch. Rogue One. Rogue One. Still one of the best Star Wars movies of all time. Okay. Plain and simple. Great film. <laughs> um, so I think there's there's a few things that have been uh, released or or talked about but for they, Phase so Five. Let's look. As far as I know, it is well. We know there's going to be the X Men stuff that hasn't been that'll get pulled in some way. We know there's going to be the New Avengers or Young Avengers or something right. like that. So Blade, we know is Phase Five. Yep. Well, no, actually, I think it's actually mentioned for Phase 4, I thought. They're calling it Phase 5 now. Okay. Based on the thing. All right, I'm pulling um, up Phase 4 as well. So I've, I've got Phase 4 up. Okay. So... Because I have Blade in- coming in at, in Phase 4 in 2023 alongside Quantumania and the Fantastic Four. So Fantastic Four does not have a release date yet. Quantumania is the last movie that has a release date. 
Fantastic Four has been announced. It's in production at some point, but they have not announced a release date on it. Um, we don't. Moon Knight, they haven't released a date, but I've obviously started filming. All they've said is it's confirmed sometime after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is May. Cinco de Mayo in 2023. Right. So, and the last... The last one is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is expected to release in July of 2023. Mm -hmm. So that's the last one that's got an actual release date. Mm -hmm. Blade we know is coming. If you believe Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. A lot of people believe that it's either X-Force and Deadpool or something along those lines. That might be another way to bring the, mur the the mutants in. Yeah. So there's there's definitely so here's the things that we do know are coming. We're, we know oh, we're getting we know we know we're getting a Captain America movie with uh, new Captain America. Yep. Yeah. Sam is they are doing a movie. Yep. We know that we're getting Captain Marvel two at some point. We know well, that's that, the Marvels. What's that? That's the Marvels. Yeah, but um, that got moved. I don't think that's still. I don't think that's released anymore. It doesn't have a release date. We have Miss Marvel. Yeah. No, oh, no we have Marvel? Captain Marvel 2 was supposed to be November 11th of next year. Now it is, the Marvels is now February 17th of 2023. Okay, so it got slid. So uh, that's we know we're getting, yeah. Yeah, so we know we're getting Eternals 2. We know we're going to get a Shang-Chi 2. They haven't announced Eternals 2 yet. Uh, I thought it was already announced. Mm -mm. I was fairly certain we had it. As far as I'm concerned, I read the plot synopsis to Eternals because it's not on Disney Plus just yet. They can't, <laughs> I can be done with that whole series already. And again, it's so esoteric. It does set up Galactus and all of that kind of stuff, but it does. And here's the thing: I want to watch Eternals, and like you, I watch it because it's not on Disney Plus. I mean, I don't. Let's see what its box office is looking. It wasn't great. Three hundred forty-six, which in the realm of COVID. No, it didn't even do as well as Black Widow. No, it didn't, and that's the thing. Because when you've got when you've got Spider Man selling out theaters already, like mm. they've they're they're just destroying pre COVID. Like their COVID their numbers right now, with the new version of COVID that's Omicron, I think is what we're up to now. They're mm. selling as many tickets as getting up there towards like in game and that sort of thing. Like it's getting people are it's hyped for this movie. Shang-Chi will get a sequel. It did 431. Yep. But right now, Eternals is sitting at 346. I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. It, it may not get a sequel. They may farm characters from it, but it may not get a sequel. I... Well, and I think with Kit Harrington's character going off and playing Black Knight and stuff like that, I think that's okay. Um, I think yeah. you're going to see the pieces and parts of this in the galactic because uh, we um, 
Maybe we, in we, Guardians Volume 3. Exactly. I think we were talking about the different phases, and Marvel's always had this from, from the beginning of, like, there's the on-Earth phase that's the spy-type shit that you're going to see with Hawkeye, Falcon Winter Soldier, all the mm. kind of more grounded kind of stories. Then you've got the traditional superhero-y type stories that you're getting with, like, Spider-Man, and where it's still grounded on Earth, and it's still got, you know, superheroes and villains and stuff like that. And then you got the cosmic shit that's just way the fuck out there with Thor and uh, Guardians and, and Adam Warlock, which is going to happen. So there will be an Adam Warlock thing coming, which will be interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So I think there's just a lot of that kind of stuff. So I think we're going to get back to establishing those three main threads. Kind uh, of that, that different levels. Yeah. And so, for you know, and we got it with Loki. We got a like WandaVision was kind of. WandaVision started at the like the like low and then like ramped up quickly at the end to the cosmic. Um, you know, and I think we're getting the opposite of that now with Falcon and Winter Soldier and with with uh Hawkeye. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I think we're getting to a point where we're we're starting to get those those grooves going and we'll start to you know, the one thing that Feige and them have done with with few exceptions, because there's Thor 2 that was terrible, uh Iron Man 2 was no, Iron Man 3 was terrible. Like, there's been some stinkers, right? It's quantity, mm -hmm. right? You're, you know, law of statistics, you're going to have some issues. But, like, they do a really good job making those three threads, putting characters that are memorable that you want to see in there, and then drip feeding that over time so you don't get too worn out on any one character, um, which I think was interesting. Mm -hmm. Adam Warlock was teased in 2017, but they officially announced that it was coming uh very recently actually they introduced yeah, the the person they did yeah so they yeah because they casted it yeah um they cast uh um, will Poulter. yeah who i think is gonna make a pretty really a uh, really good i think he's gonna make a really good uh adam warlock so and I'll then at the, to see. So, so the thing the thing about the end of the eternals too the, just to, before we go on too far from that is the post the, they had the double post credit scenes because they had Thanos's brother, who's yeah. basically like uh, I don't know. And they his, introduced Puck. Yeah, his his superpower is uh, to fuck everyone, quite yeah. literally. Um, so, uh, and Puck is played by uh, what's his face? Patton Oswalt. Yeah, Patton Oswalt. So, Mister Ratatouille himself. Um, yeah, back on the Disney, back on the Disney drip. Um. <laughs> So that's not going away anytime soon. We're going to get those two eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so much going on with their <laughs> stuff. Just so much. Um, <sighs> so interestingly enough, for those of you in the Seattle area, I checked beforehand. Um, there are still tickets available for opening day for, for Spiderman. You can go see Spider-Man opening day here in the Seattle Metro. It's there. Um, they haven't sold out yet. They're pretty close. They're pretty. It's pretty tight, but you can still get tickets um, for reasonable prices. So yeah, there's, um, not, there's not a huge oversale. On by the way, so, so spit, but. But that actually reads something else. I actually was watching a thing earlier today. So Variety did a, or not Variety, uh, one of the industry groups, and Variety reported on it, did a huge survey. And they said 49% of the pre-pandemic movie going public has not returned to theaters. 
Yeah. And that the reason they did the study is that the numbers still aren't where they want them to be, even with Spider-Man's incredible pre-sale. Um, like they've got to figure this out, and and the the theaters specifically are panicking. I mean, they took a huge hit during the pandemic, during the height yeah. of it, and they're not recovering very quickly. The numbers just well aren't there. It's I mean. <sighs> I, I will say this as somebody who is, uh, I get my booster on Friday. That's what I was just looking at. I was like, can I go on Friday? Yeah, I'm getting my booster on Friday. Uh, I've been very good about dodging this thing for two years now. We're going on two years of this shit. Two years. Uh, and I know a lot of people are acting like it's over with. We ain't even gotten through half of this yet. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but we're not halfway through this pandemic, frankly. Um, we joked about it in the Discord about we're, we're more, there's only a few more Greek letters left. And I'm like, yeah, but then we get to see Kang the Conqueror at the end of this thing. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of that way. Um, I think the there's there's two things that are, that are hopping this, is that streaming is a much easier way to get into people's hands directly. It's much easier nowadays to get a good soundbar to reenact the theater experience. Um, now, yeah, to to counter that, both everybody that's done it during the pandemic, both mm. HBO and Disney, who had the big pushes at it, the numbers of people who stream it is still not making up for the difference. Well, that's because they're they're doing these weird premium subscription things. HBO didn't. HBO released them straight up. Yeah, but what was what was HBO's big one that they wanted to win? Um, so there was a couple things that they released this year. Um, so Wonder Woman eighty four, which was terrible. Um, uh, hang on. You won't get me to a the, you won't get me to a theater to watch a DC movie. I'm sorry. Um, so earlier this year, I'm trying to find the list. Um, new movies. I'm trying to remember the same the day and date releases. Same day premieres. So Matrix Resurrections will be the one that comes out in December. Which I will, yeah. I will okay. stream so that. Here are the ones they did: Suicide Squad, Godzilla vs Kong. Hmm. Uh. Okay. Here we go. Judas of the Black Messiah, Godzilla vs Kong, Mortal Kombat, In the Heights, Space Jam, Suicide Squad, Dune, and then the last four that they've got this year that are coming is Many Sins of Newark, King Richard, Cry Macho, and Matrix 4. None of those I'm strong. None of those I would have gone. Maybe in the Heights, I would have gone to the theater to see because I love that story and I love uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, Dune, so, eh. I'm not I a big with, Dune fan. I know you and I Joe went. went. With our me and Joe went to a late, late night showing to try yeah. and avoid humans. And it actually, so, and I'll come back to, to what happened at this thing. Um, here's what I'll say. The numbers and all the streamers have said they just haven't hit them, right? Like, 
New sub hasn't come in. Disney did that weird thing. Now, here's the thing with Disney's thing. I paid for it a couple times during the pandemic because, especially for my kids' movies, right? Because mm-hmm. if I, if me, my spouse, and my kid go to a movie, you know this, it's yep. 45 bucks just for tickets. True. Right? So when Disney goes, it's $30, I'm like, that's a cost savings to me. Okay? That's true. I will pay that. So I did a couple times during the pandemic when they did those Premier yeah. Access BS. Now, here's the other thing about the Premier Access, and I this is where I think Disney made a mistake. It made it look like it was like an iTunes rental where you had 24 hours. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. You could watch it as many times as you wanted Yep. until the standard Disney Plus date. So, like, we did it for Mulan because my daughter wanted to watch Mulan, mm-hmm. the new Mulan movie. You get it over and over again. You just... It's yours now. Yeah. Um, Mulan was not good. It wasn't, <laughs> it good wasn't a good movie, yeah. I just that's how Mulan was. It wasn't yeah. good. Yeah, uh, if, you, if, you'd have, if you'd have put Star Wars Rogue One in Premiere Access... Yeah. Uh, done. Um, I've I've been back to the theater twice. You were with me the one thing. I rented out a private theater yep. for my kid's birthday. We limited access to people who were vaccinated and we all wore masks. It was for my daughter's seventh birthday. There was we had an entire movie theater and there was what, sixteen of us, fifteen of us? Yeah. We were spread out, thankfully. Right. So and then I went and saw Dune. Those are the only two times. Um I so coming back to Dune. Here's here's the issue with the movie theaters. You cannot control people. Nope. I went and saw Dune in the theater, and I remembered certain things that I hate about the theater. There were these two kids, and they were probably 15 or 16, and I was like this when I was 15 or 16. I was an obnoxious little shit, right? <laughs> but literally up and down at least six times during the movie. Yeah. Like, stand up, full height. Ah, but... Teenage boy, gotta make my presence known, right? Peacocking all the way the fucking around. Oh, fuck yeah. On the way in and out of here, I'm like, like, motherfucker, sit the fuck down. Yeah. Like, can we... So I'd have given you $5 if you'd have thrown a drink out of and said the spice must flow. (laughs) You know, if you would have made me the offer ahead of time, I probably would have done it. Um, Like, hit people. Um, So it really does. You can't control people. Yeah, we figured we were gonna have an okay time because it was so late at night. Yeah, right. I think our showing started at ten forty-five. That I was like, there's gonna be like eight people in the theater, and they're all gonna be wanting to actually watch the movie. Nope. And that's the downside to the theater experience right now. Yeah. Um, it sucks. Yeah. And it's expensive. Yep. It's, it's and if you pay for one of the premium premium theaters, it's even more expensive. Right. It's it's the it's the amount of um, I have to go and deal with the theater, which means I have to be around people. Um, mm-hmm. I have to deal with them sitting next to me sometimes, which I definitely under pre-COVID, I didn't want anybody sitting like, next to me. Only person right. I'm sitting next to me is friends who I even at least try to keep one seat in between us so I can just lean over and do. Because I just don't like people on top of me. The only person I do is the people that are biologically related to me, and I have to. Um, I'm okay with that part. But, like, I'm just not... You can do too much at home nowadays. Mm-hmm. And with my busy schedule that we've talked about on the show a lot, with my busy schedule, I'm, I'm looking at it on a fucking small screen half the time. I watched Shang-Chi on this, 
on a flight to a shoot, and I was perfectly happy. <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, I she was put, great. put some AirPods in, so I got the actual, like, a little bit more of the audio movie experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney Plus does a really good job of, you know, formulating the audio for headphones and even with spatial headphones and stuff. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Mm-hmm. We'll watch Eternals that way, actually. Um, you know. It's out. What, is it out now? So, no, not yet. Oh, as um, soon as it's out. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as it's out. Yeah. Um, I will look that up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bit players running it down. Tickets, $45. Popcorn, $10. Watered down carbonated syrup, $10. Bathroom, all the way down the hall. And then there's that one creepy guy. Yes. There's always that one creepy guy. Now, here's the thing, Bit. I will say this, and Sean will back me up on this. And I started, I'm looking at this even closer now. So AMC, for example, does private theater rentals, right? Yes. There was 16 of us. I paid for my kid's birthday, I paid $170 for the whole theater. So we when saw you break Adam's down family it, too, by the way, for anybody who's curious. That was my, my kiddo, she loves Adam's family. Yeah. Creepy pasta shit. So she knows what she <laughs> wanna watch. Shit. But here's the thing. It was the week after it came out, it was $169, and you could have up to 20 people. If you break that down per person per ticket, yeah. it's cheaper that way. If you can get the 20 together, and in fact I was looking for private theater rentals for Spider-Man. I can't get in there until the 27th. Um If you can do it, I absolutely would look into it. Yeah. Because if you can get 10 friends together, it's still probably cheaper than going to a standard film. Yeah. And you're probably going to have a better time. The question that becomes, and we talked about this uh, with our debate with Netflix and the binge model versus the every week model of for the biggies like Spider-Man. And I still, I still, well, A, I don't know what part of the country I'll be in when it releases, Um, but Mm -hmm. uh, is that one you can wait on? Because, and and that's the, that is the This goes back also to our spoiler discussion about how long do spoilers last. Exactly. I I am presuming because I do not intend on going on on opening day. You got something kind of important that night. Yeah. But I'm saying I probably wouldn't have gone on opening day regardless even if I didn't have that going that night mm-hmm. because I don't want to be around people because there's still a yeah. thing. I don't want to be packed into a theater with sold out crowds. Um, yeah. Especially because we pers- don't know, we don't know what <laughs> we don't actually know what's happening with the Omicron virus version of the virus and whether it actually works with anything yet. We just don't know. That's not me trying to like Maybe little data. Yeah, Very little we, data, that's yeah. not me trying to like scaremonger or anything like that. It's just we literally don't know yet. So no, to be fair, the South African medical establishment has been dealing with HIV outbreaks and all kinds of stuff for years. They actually have a really good medical research teams in South Africa. Yes, they do. The stuff I've the stuff I've seen from those teams is saying that this is kind of the mutation we've been waiting for. Yeah, it's more virulent, but it's extremely mild. Yeah, that's that's their. South Africa is initially saying very virulent, very mild. Got it. We'll see. Hopefully that's the case. Yeah, that's um, that's the earliest. Like uh, we need to see what happens with yeah. a larger sample base. That's the problem. Yep. Um, I am presuming that Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be spoiled for me. I, I, I will be honest. I basically just accepted that. 
Yeah, and, and I'm going to be real honest in saying I did, the same thing happened with me with uh, Venom. Uh, I just mm -hmm. watched the... There's there's several YouTubers that I watch that I wish I had the dedication they did to like make YouTube videos because I don't know how hard they work. I imagine they work pretty hard, especially on weeks where mm -hmm. it's Spider-Man mania and stuff. But man, do I enjoy watching their videos and doing what we're doing right now and being like, is the Kingpin uncle? And just like debating the nerd shit of what could happen because i love that kind of stuff it's fun for me uh mm -hmm. that's also why uh, subsequently while i'm never let down when it's not what i think it is because i know i'm making random ass theories and thoughts just like i did with game of thrones and that was a letdown no. but I'll not because it, it wasn't what i thought it was gonna be you know it if, was just if uncle done. picks her up and it's kingpin Fantastic. I will jump off my couch. I will <laughs> jump up and down. Okay. Yeah. And I will be thrilled. Right. Like I love those moments. Yeah. Um, again, I'm presuming no way home. I'm going to know what's going to happen yeah. before I walk in the theater. I'm not even going to try and avoid it because I, I just, I feel I just like don't think it's going to be possible. Uh, and I, to me, and this Part I think of it we to talked, me is the journey too. Well, yeah, I was gonna say uh, we got to this in the in the spoiler cast episode last week. Is it's still not going to change? I know how Cowboy Bebop ends, but it does not change my enjoyment of how they get there mm -hmm. and how they pull it off from a writing, a set decoration, an art direction kind of perspective. You know, visualization. Yeah. yeah. When I was much younger, and and Star Wars was getting me started in the filmmaking and storytelling and stuff. I would rewatch it 50 million times just to notice all the VFX practical and otherwise. Um, and so there's all these different things. That's why I like watching Pixar movies because I'm like, they pulled that off these days? Holy shit. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, that's just me personally. Um, I know others want to be surprised with the story and stuff like that. I think I get just as much excitement even if it was spoiled ahead of time. But, mm -hmm. uh, but to be fair, that is a legitimate like issue that we're having with this theater to no theater kind of thing and i i don't want to proclaim the death of theaters because i know that in post whatever whenever we can get in post covid era so uh, assuming we can ever get to a post covid era i think people are going to want that ability to have date night and stuff like that again um so interestingly enough the number one reason listed after covid in this study that was done was actually cost. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the thing that that the theater, specifically their industry groups, the theater owners groups, um, who I actually know what the name of it is. Um, they're saying that part of it is sticker shock. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that What's interesting to me, and I, I saw this coming a while ago, you don't have... If the movie You've Got Mail was made right now, it would <laughs> never hit a movie theater. Oh, God, yeah. It would go straight to a streamer. Yep. Or it'd a premium be a service be a like Netflix. Amazon. Yeah, it'd be a Netflix or Prime Video. Yep. Yeah. Those films, which made up some of the revenue change... Right, yeah. which allowed some of the studios to take slightly smaller cuts from the theaters, which allowed the theater owners to make a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Right, um, those movies don't go to theaters anymore. 
The only thing that's there is blockbusters. And yeah. those movies cost, I'm curious, let's see, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Has to be a couple hundred million at least in production costs. Um, uh, budget. Now, something for the chat, if you didn't know this, right? Um, if you look at a movie's budget, when you see their budget, the budget is what it costs to make the movie. On average, for a blockbuster type movie, they spend that amount again on marketing. Double the budget, <laughs> take the budget, and just at, do that same number. That's what they spent on marketing. And Sometimes so, it's actually twice the amount they spend on the... Right. Yeah. Now, Spider-Man, they actually may have cut their marketing budget a little bit because they don't need to. They're getting so much earned media from uh, yeah, YouTube, but Twitter, TikTok, everything. They're not worried about it. Yeah, well, you say that. I'm but not seeing many TV spots. Like, I don't see the same level of TV or internet advertising for this one that there, I've seen for a lot still a, of other stuff. There's still a number of TV spots that are out there that are very that are a million dollars a pop to run. And every time that Tom Holland and Zendaya go on a show, oh yeah, that is they get paid to do that. They don't go on there. This is not a chat show. Uh, yeah. Out of the spoiler alert behind the curtain. If we wanted to interview any of them, we would actually have to pay them to come onto this show. They don't well, do it for free. Um, assume so. It's two hundred fifty million dollar budget. Yeah, right. Which is and tame so, for Marvel. Right. Which is. Yeah, pretty tame for Marvel. Um, it's going to make that money back. It's going to get there, but that's the thing is that it might have already made the money back. <laughs> big budget. I actually think those numbers are out. Um, um, so, how much have they sold? got the highest since Endgame. Yep. Uh, 200... Nope. I'm looking to see if they've got a number yet. They haven't said... They have not said yet. Um, highest pre-sale since Endgame, though. So there you go. Um, it's going to make its money back. Um... That's the only movies left in theaters. It's the only yeah. ones anybody goes to. And so that's jacked the ticket prices up because these studios have to make the money back. Yeah. And that's what I was saying about the, the streamers is that they saw during the pandemic, like HBO Max wasn't releasing stuff and getting enough new subscribers when they released the Suicide Squad or whatever to make the budget back. When they did Black Widow on Premiere Access, they didn't make the money back. Yeah. That they that they would have in a normal situation. That's true. And so, as of right now, even though again I think Premier Access for Disney Plus specifically is a good deal for what it is is you pay thirty bucks and you can watch as many times as you want and you don't have to go to a theater and that's still cheaper than yeah movie tickets. Um, I think that the uh, not enough people have adopted that philosophy yet. I, I think that I think it's gonna come, and I think that the blockbusters, the standard rom coms that you were talking about earlier, yeah, those mm -hmm. are all in your Netflixes and your Prime videos They're and stuff gone. like that. They're gone. They're not gonna make it to movie theaters. There's no way or reason you would spend the money to get them in there. You are not gonna see when Harry met Sally in a movie theater. Yeah. Um, 
And I think they, because I don't think any, and one of the reasons, this is a whole nother thing, because we're going to wrap it up here in a second, but this is a whole nother thing. I don't think that the movie theaters is going to be destination post COVID for teenagers to go out and make out. I think that you're going to get more people at home or in different places. Cause let's be honest, okay. not another team movie, scary movies, uh, all those kind of things used to be the tent pole for when we were kids and, and teenagers growing up to be like, I'm just going to go check out the latest flick. Cause why the fuck not? There's nothing else to do in small town America on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got different choices now to do those kinds of things. And I think that, you're going to see entertainment change to a way that, you know, we're much more transient people nowadays and we're much more on the go and having to have access to things that are on the go. And you're going to start seeing more of these things. The blockbusters, they're going to turn them into entire events and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a whole viewing parties and these kind of things. I think that you're going to get post COVID. That actually is something I would pay for. Yeah, but that's that's what they're going to do. That's going to be they're going to shift from the marketing budget to let you know about it per se, or they're going to cut a little bit of the budgets for the production side of it. Uh, and then they're going to put that into like making these things into event spaces and working with the theater owners there. That's my prediction. You, again, you guys can clip it and we'll come back to it in a couple of years or so. I know we got, we got some <laughs> great ones for the, the yeah. Hawkeye predictions and, and Spider-Man predictions yeah. and stuff. We, like I, I, to, like, charge, I charge you, I charge you to put that out on the TikTok because you know that better than I do, but Okay. Uh, put those out there and tag me on that, that and y'all can hold me to it. That'll be my that'll be my Hawkeye and Spider-Man predictions. Oh, uh, we'll see. May, well, hey, supposedly Uncle's picking them up at the beginning of the next episode, so Uncle we might know about soon. Yeah. Um, to recap for chat, we both really liked Hawkeye. I know some people came in late and were like, hey, you know, hope you guys are on board. We're both on board. Yeah. I think, oh, last thing, the timing of this is perfect for them. Because they get six, they did that double first two episode release. Yep. Then they get four. Yep. And literally the week after Hawkeye's done, bam, book of Boba Fett. Woo! And so they lock in more than two months of, of just content. solid, good programming. And that's on top of the fact that Disney Plus has just got so much vault content. Yep. Okay. If you haven't gone back to rewatch the Goofy movie again <laughs> with Disney Plus, you're missing out. Go watch that bloody movie. It was okay, way brilliant. All right, I before we before we cut off because this has been mentioned twice, two or three times now in the chat. Go ahead. The most important thing coming up on the platform as we talk about Marvel and Phase Four next year, we get the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Mm. Get excited for that part. That's gonna be fun. Um, I don't know but who's going to show canon? up. Or I, who the fuck knows? It could be just like the Star Wars special for all we know and want to be forgotten to time. I don't know. So but we get it next just, year. We'll have to decide if, if Chris Pratt's weirdness has has hurt Guardians. Oh, God. That's a whole other hour-long discussion. Yeah, I know, we right? <laughs> holiday special. Okay. Uh, I would rewatch the Star Wars holiday special again. They should put that on Disney Plus, too. I think it's coming or it's already there. We'll no, so they have the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, which I watched with Jordan last year, and it is very funny. Like, legit. Yeah, is I actually good. need to bring that up because I've watched it with mine. So, all right. So. Love it. Let's let's put it in the can and ship it. Alex, where can people find you? You can find me on all of the different social medias at Alex the Humanoid. And, of course, go grab our books at playidentico.com. Yep. Because we love you. We have all sorts of merch. We actually just released a new Chaos Inc. holographic sticker 
that's at the mm-hmm. site uh, that's currently in our warehouse between one of our two places um, that we get in there. So go, cho- go check us out there. Uh, if you want to follow along with me, uh, hit me up at the Mallow Man literally on just about any platform in the world. Uh, I'm there. Alex is at Alex the Humanoid on just about any platform in the world. You can find us there. Uh, you can also join our Discord, which should be linked below here in the chat and will be in the YouTube uh, links as well if you're watching this afterwards. Uh, and it'll also be, we're going to get back to actually putting these things up in podcast format. It's a little bit harder to edit the audio for that, but we'll figure it out and get these things up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is in YouTube an audio format. If you're a premium subscriber there, oh. you can just listen in audio and you can just hear us in the background. Latest episode of Chaos Inc. is up on YouTube as of Monday. Right now. Yep. Yep. Our- it's up there now. And we should have another one shot. If you missed our one shot Yep. with the Angel City crew, that should be coming Yep. Soon. Uh, it's actually on Friday. So we, we've, we've got, go. we have these weeks where we can put out three uh, videos a week. So uh, Monday it was Chaos Inc. because it was our off week uh, for the show. So catch up on it. Um, I uh, make a cameo as a news broadcaster uh, to cover up the technical issues that Twitch <laughs> gave us. So uh, keeps the story going though. A lot of important things happen in that particular episode. So catch up with it for sure. Uh, the uh our thoughts on cowboy bebop from last week's show uh went up live on the youtube today and then on friday we've got one from uh a few of the angel city stories crew called one for the road it's a one shot Mm. that uh connects to chaos incorporated if i am correct Mm -hmm. um so that come that's coming on friday uh at 10 so take a look at that uh as well because all of the beautiful juicy lore is all there for you so it'll be fantastic uh, yep. Until then, go get your booster shots if you can. Uh, continue to mask up because we're in this together. Uh, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Uh, drink your water. Take your vitamins. Stay weird. We'll see you next week. All right? Take care, everybody. Mwah! Good night, y'all. Uh...